and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? People always ask me why I sometimes have a beer before I play guitar. And the reason is actually something interesting that my doctor told me. He said I'm an alcoholic. Broadcasting live from the Booze League headquarters. 16.0 ounces on the dial. The Commish Wiley Withers. Coley Wyman. Sandro Arevalo. This is the Boozecast. Catch up on what you missed online at boozeleague.com and on your mobile device on iHeart or iTunes. Are you guys living your best Tom T. Hall shit summer yet? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm getting there. Every day. Every day I'm getting closer. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about mine so far. I have not let Tom T. Hall down. Um, I've not had any champagne, which costs too much. Um, but uh, yeah, wow. I've definitely been. Uh, I like beer, so you know. You I drink go. a lot yeah, of they champagne. Made a song about that. Yeah, <laughs> somebody should make a song about that, right? So, that sounds oh my catchy. god! What a good idea. Welcome into Draft Eighty Eight, everyone. Um, we got uh, a number of. We're going around the globe again with uh, Sanchito. We're going all the way to Japan. Uh, Coley is talking about National Bourbon Day, which is coming up. Um, very slight, uh, very soon here in the next couple of days, I believe. And also, Coors is doing a big giveaway, but there is some history in on that uh, that has to do with uh, a mustachioed Burt Reynolds uh, playing opposite of Sally Fields back in a 1977 classic nice. called Smoking the Bandit. So, we're going to talk that. about all the connections to what Coors is doing and what's happening with all that. Um, but uh, today, we're doing uh, beers from San Diego. Last week, we did collabs. Um, and I did a collab from San Diego, funny enough. And so it seemed like such a great idea. Why don't we go back to San Diego with our beer of the day? Beer is a fermented beverage made with cereals and water. The beer of the day. Ooh, that was really intense in my ear holes. Um, <laughs> is that what was, you tell Big Dick Nick? I guess so. <laughs> when he yells, the well, beer <laughs> of the day. Um, I'm going to go first because I'm really excited. Uh, one of my favorite breweries from San Diego is Pizza Port. And I was able to pick up the Ponto Session IPA. They call it a Sippa. Sippa. I like Sippa. it. Yeah, it's like an SIPA, but I just call it the Sippa because it sounds better. What do you better. drink it over there? I'm drinking a Sippa. I'm drinking a Sippa. It's like a Boston drink. It's like, I would assume slightly, I mean, under average for Greg's rating, Tug Jones. Uh, it's a 3.67 on Untapped. Gotcha. <laughs> um, 3.67, 4.5% ABV. Alcohol. There are actually no IBUs on it, which is weird. But um, Pizza Port wants you to know that the Ponto Session IPA pays homage to the southernmost beach and surf spot in Carlsbad. This lighter-bodied, hoppy beer bursts with flavor of citrus and tropical fruit thanks to a blend of American and New Zealand hops. We hope that Ponto helps enhance your session in each and every occasion. Cheers. And there's Crystal, mm. Nelson, Motueka, and Rakao hops in it. Rakao, 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 pew, pew, Rakao. <laughs> It's definitely um, your, like, West Coast-style IPA. It's, like, crisp. It's actually kind of bitter, you know, but that, like, nothing that, like, lingers. So it definitely has, like, a clean finish. Um, nice. Yeah, it smells... You can... I mean, you can smell, like, the citrus and tropical fruit. 
I like how you're rolling it around, like you know, checking the legs. Mm-hmm. And it's got a pretty color. Yeah, yeah. everyone out there in Radio Land can see it. It's it's really pretty. It's nice yeah. and clear. Um, well, not clear, but like golden. So, yeah, I mean, for four and a half percent, and the fact that they actually sell this even at Albertsons, because that's where I ran on lunch today to pick this up, because I was like, oh shit, it's today, isn't it? Today is today. Very nice. Um, yeah, and it it's on sale, I think, right now. So I think it was like $10 or $11 for a six pack, which is like really good. That's awesome. Normally yeah. you just see like Swamis or um, uh, Chronic. Well, they uh, our Albertsons hasn't carried Chronic in like a couple years now, which is oh, like that. super heartbreaking because that's my favorite. That's what I was going to get because I love it so much. And, you know, Nick hates IPAs, so I kind of, hmm. you know, don't have anyone to help me drink these. But at four and a half percent, I don't think I'll have any problems putting them down. Take yeah, one for the team. Yeah, exactly. Sandro, what are uh, what are you drinking? Well, uh, when we went to decided to do San Diego, you know, um, one of the beers because I haven't partied in San Diego a lot, but um, when I was there a couple years ago, I definitely drank a lot of the uh, the three point nine four from Alesmith. Mm-hmm. Um, or the point three nine four, sorry, rather. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like the little history behind it with Tony Gwynn and the Padres and all that good stuff. I mean, I'm a Dodgers fan, but I'm also a baseball fan too. Um, but then this off season point three nine four. Have you guys heard of that? It's the unfiltered no. version. Mm. It's really good. Uh, so yeah, I was gonna shout out to uh, to Alesmith because um, the the pale ale. It's it's a little roasty for a pale ale. And I'm not a big roasty guy. Typically, that's something that's kind of a turnoff. But honestly, to, for this beer, I'll make like, make an exception because it's balanced with the roastiness, the other ingredients, the hops, um, whatever yeast are you're working with too. Uh, to me, it it works. So I like it. Um, and then even more so with the unfiltered kind of hazier version of it, um, it definitely has like a, a tropical hop profile. And uh, the way it says here, it's full bodied, smooth and creamy. And I pretty much agree. It's uh, it's a delicious beer. So uh, if you see it, jump on it. Um, definitely, it's not really something you'll probably see in a chain store, but you can get it like in a liquor store or a bottle shop. Um, Untapped is coming in at 3.72. Uh, so it's a, it's a decent rating. IBUs are 13 and the uh, ABB is 6%. It's only slightly below the tug line. <laughs> slightly before the tug what, what, line. Uh, what's, yeah. uh, yep, yep. what's the uh, ABV? ABV is 6%. Oh, sweet. Alcohol. That's perfect. Oh, there it is. Right Hello. There. How are we doing? <laughs> Thanks, man. What's I up with you, What are you sipping on? Because I'm blonde. So last week, and it's nice. funny, I was thinking today, I'm like, you know, last week we did a collab, but it was Society and Modern Times that I brought in. Two classic San Diego breweries. And I'm like, man, why did I not save that beer and find another collab that wasn't San Diego breweries? Why did I not save that to this week? So I was thinking about that as I went into the cold room at our local bottle and pint, which is a local bottle shop here that has often some very good, um, very hard to find beers. And I happened upon a beer called Rideshare. Rideshare India Pale Ale. This is another collaboration with Society, but this time Pizza Port. So I thought it'd make some sense since Coley's bringing in Pizza Port. Now we have a collab of Society and Pizza Port. Um, I kind of, part of me kind of want to shy away because we did Society last week with my beer and you're doing Pizza Port this week, but this beer literally got released yesterday. There's not even an untapped score for it yet. There's nothing on untapped nice. at all about it. There's no, um, what? nothing on any of the websites for Pizza Port or Society. It's wow. just okay. one, there, there was one post yesterday on Society's Instagram and I'll read what it said, but they did an industry night where they invited the Pizza Port, uh, dudes over. 
the crew, as it were, um, brought them on over to, uh, to society. And this is what they said on their uh, Instagram. So I don't have anything aside. I got an ABV. It's uh, 6.8. Alcohol. No IBUs because they didn't talk about them at all. Untapped. There's nothing about it on Untapped yet. But they said, uh, we teamed up with the Pizza Port Brewing Crew to bring you Rideshare, a 6.8% West Coast IPA. Alcohol. We were super stoked to create a beer with our friends at Pizza Port. They're a San Diego classic, and we have much respect for them, their culture, and of course, their beer. We are both very passionate about hops, and so we decided to hand select hops together. You'll find Idaho 7, Amarillo. Is it Amarillo or Amarillo? Are we... Are we going full Spanish or are we going I, Texas? I don't know if it's like Texas. I mean... <laughs> Either way, those hops. Yeah. I would um, go d- Talus, double L's or... Which or is cryo. <laughs> it's kind of back and forth, right? Nice. Uh, and Talus, which is cryo in this beer. They say rideshare is bursting with peach, orange, and tropical fruit flavors. Expect a classic piney, quote-unquote, West Coast bitter finish. Let's see if they nailed it. Whoa. I can actually taste all those flavors. Peach, orange, and, and nice. random tropical fruit. And it's got a bit of a bitter. That's really easy drinking. That's nice. For 6.8, that's um, not overly like thick, like you'd, you'd get some of the uh, the more uh, dank kind of IPAs. It's kind of a bit of a, it's light, but it's still got that bitterness on the back end. That's really good. And considering it was just released yesterday, I'm guessing this is really fresh. So I wonder if there's a- Freshy. I wonder if there's a, uh, a date. Society, uh, they do it. I don't see any dates on here somewhere. It's got to be around here somewhere, but um, anyway, so I thought that that would be kind of a fun thing just because it just got released. Um, I tell you, I went to uh, you know, Sam Satakoy Liquor, the uh, uh if you guys watch uh, Surfing Suds, just kidding. I like Sam, actually, that's <laughs> where I got my uh, Pink Boots collab, was for those guys. I saw that on the shelf, I'm like, hey, that's what Sandro had. Um, I froze my yep. ass off in their cold room for about oh. five to ten minutes trying to find something. Okay, well, it's modern times. I want to do modern times again. It's like those are basic modern times. And then there was some Ale Smith, and I'm like, well, I know Sandra's doing Ale Smith. And then I saw I saw yours, Colin. I'm like, well, I can't do any pizza port. Um, and so Bottle and Pint came through with something. I guess they just picked it up. So, side note for those of you who are in the area up here in Ventura County. Bottle and Pint, after everything opens back up in uh, California next week, Friday, the I want to say it's the 18th, mm-hmm. they're, they're having a Beachwood uh, takeover uh, there at Bottle and Pint with all their, oh, nice. the blendery from Be- Beachwood's taking it over. So they're going to have some, some seriously good beers and they have, their room is just full of nothing but kegs of Beachwood right now. So it's gonna, there's going to be a wow. lot of tap. So, uh, Are they keeping that, that uh, parking right lot area? I think they hadn't been taken down yet. I don't know... Uh, after everything opens up, are they going to do it again or what? But it's still there for the moment. But, I mean, they share that with, um, you know, I mean, that whole area there is with... Yeah, there's like the Spumoni and some and other place, yeah. And what have you, so... Anyways, so, oh, and by the way, um, Pizza Port uh, has a 3.81 total, 485,000 ratings, and they're still holding a 3.81. I so, think, think that's yeah. underrated. I love I Pizza agree. Port. I Oh my gosh, one of my um, friends on my beer Instagram, the Cicerone, I believe, um, Proper Josh is his name. He was telling me about this like fire IPA from them and I told him I'd try to find it, but I feel like we only get more of like the core beers. We don't really get a lot of their, I guess, special releases. It's called Coastal Access India Pale Ale. 
Hmm. So I was hoping to find that for today, but um, I obviously did not. But um, yeah, he said it's amazing. He's like, chase one of those down stats. So hopefully, maybe Total Wine will have it. I can try to make a note, chase it down. Um, yeah, man, I had so much fun with those like beer from the or drinking from the globes, right? Yeah, Is that what it's called? Oh, you tell us your segment, <laughs> drinking from the globe. Yeah, yeah, we uh, what did we do? We went to Germany, uh, we started in Hawaii, uh, we went to Mexico, so we're going Mexico to Japan City, today, yeah. and uh, shit, man. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, Japan's amazing. What can I say about it? I've never been there myself personally, but I'd love to go. Um, fuck, I love oh. sushi. I mean, sushi is one of my straight up favorite foods in forever. I could just eat it every day. But um, actually had a chance uh, to try Japanese food that's not sushi. And like their traditional food's really, really good. I mean... Um, there's not a lot of like traditional Japanese food places here, but there was a cute little like one in this food court over on Hollywood Beach that was right next to a sushi spot that's still there that's really good. And the deal was that they can do any Japanese food except for sushi. And so this family just like killed it. Oh my God, they're like full plates, soups, Ooh, all kinds yum. of different stuff that was like super authentic. Yeah, and then they moved back, unfortunately. Oh. But while they were here for like two or three years, it was it was the spot to go for sure. Um, ship. The population of Japan's crazy. It's like 126.3 million people. And, um, I guess you can compare it to like the land, like the size of Japan is basically like just a little bit smaller than California. And, um, I mean, California, we have 39 and a half million people. So, I mean, you can imagine they almost have like a hundred million more people than we do. It's, uh, it's Man, pretty intense. Like nuts so to I would imagine here. like, yeah, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot going on, yeah, for sure, man. But um, you know, with all those people, they're hey, you got they're thirsty. Those people want to drink, right? So here <laughs> we are. Drink up. Um, craft beer in Japan is 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 pretty big. Obviously, you know what I mean. Um, I would imagine you know it's gone through quite uh, quite a birth and you know transition, just like everywhere else in the world. Um, but you know, there's there's this beer, this brewery Hit- uh, Hitachino. So uh, Hitachino is um it's a brew from japan that actually some of their beers have made it over here and uh they're actually quite good too so a little bit about hitachino the company it prides itself on the brewing process on the foundation of kodawari which is a japanese word meaning the uncompromising and meticulous engagement of perfection which i don't know to me like says it all that's pretty rad you know what i mean these guys are like definitely into it for the right reasons they have their heart in it it's an art um yeah and uh one of their more popular beers that you can find here is called the nest and uh actually fluid state had it and um that's how i got turned on to it um the nest is a refreshingly mild hot belgian style beer with complex flavor coriander the nest yeah um yeah. flavor coriander orange peel nutmeg um, it's got lager wheat. Uh, the malts are lager wheat. Hops are pearl, Stigerian Golding, which I've never heard of. And um, they do add some adjuncts, some flaked wheat, flaked barley, coriander, nutmeg, orange peel, orange juice. And um, it's actually on untapped, and it has a rating of 3.62. So if you are out and about and uh, you see the nest or anything else from Hitachino or Hit- Hitachino, <laughs> 
Hitachino. Um, <laughs> definitely check it out. Um, they're, if you are in Japan, they're in the Naka City. Um, it's located in Naka City, Ibaraki Prefecture, Japan. Dude, you're nailing so, all these uh, yeah. all these exotic names. Know, man. It's for real. Try it. So, I mean, honestly, that that alone sounds really really cool. Um, I don't really know a lot about Japan, but I'd like to learn. Um, but I do know that they really like their whiskeys too. And um, I was kind of going through like some top whiskeys. Right now, that you know, uh, from 2021, top Japanese like whiskeys. Um, I guess like the top dog is this 12 year old uh, Yamazaki. So uh, it's a Yamazaki 12 year old. It's probably like you know about a hundred bucks or so a bottle, maybe a little bit more. Um, but I, I've heard of that one. I've I've seen that behind the bar before, and um, I've tried the Centauri, which is coming later in. Uh, Later down in the lung, I think that's the, the one that here. I know. Uh, another Maybe. one is the Nika. Yeah, you, you, it's kind of more popular around here, or more common. Um, Nika coffee grain. It's I don't know. That's that's Nika coffee grain. It's like I don't know. It's pretty interesting, but it's a whiskey, and you could probably get that for about like seventy five bucks. Um, there's another one, Mars Shinwa Iowa. Which is, oh, Mars Shinwa Aiwa 45. And that one is probably about $50 or so. I'm just kind of going on the ratings. I've never tried any of these besides this one, the Suntory Whiskey. And um, and that one's really good. I mean, honestly, I enjoyed it. I uh, I didn't really shoot it. I sipped on it when I had it. And uh, I had it after dinner. It was great. Um, you, guys, you guys get down with the Japanese whiskeys at all? I've never had any. Yeah, I, I have okay. not uh, myself. Um, I've had Suntory, um, and there, there's another one. Is it Hibiki or Hibiki? I don't speak it as, as well as you do, Sancho. Um, yeah, think, yeah, totally. I've had that one. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're a whiskey drinker, you know what I mean? It definitely, I mean, it's they nail it. I mean, they, they feel like they're killing it over there. So um, whatever it is, maybe it's... Uh, Something in the water, I guess. I don't know. That's, <laughs> That's right. really funny. But um, okay. So I, when I was when I was putting this when I was putting this together, uh, I was talking to to Coley and Wiley, and uh, they wanted some sake drinks. So are you guys ready for a couple sake drinks here? Yes. I got like the whole rigmarole here. Like I found I found three of them that are amazing that I actually really want to try. The first one's zucchini sake. So what? it's going to get uh, deliciously weird with this zucchini sake cocktail. <laughs> That's if nothing extremely memorable. Uh, the refreshingly drink the refreshing drink uses zucchini water and pairs it slightly with sweet sake to create magic. Uh, so what you'll need is a couple zucchinis, some lemon simple syrup, a quarter cup of sake, and then basically you the instructions are you shred uh, the zucchinis in a grater with a cheesecloth. You obtain the zucchini water, you mix it in with the lemon simple syrup, and then uh, in a cocktail shaker on ice you mix it all up. And uh, yeah, you put that on ice, and you put a cool little zucchini garnish, and that, that thing sounds looks super good. refreshing. It looks, it yeah, refreshing, honestly. I'm yeah, not great lie. for summer. Um, okay, have you guys heard of uh, the Singapore Sling? Singapore Sling is like a tiki drink, and uh, Hunter S. Thompson drinks it oh, yes. in the Fear and Loathing movie. So ever since I watched that Fear and Loathing movie, I had never heard of it before. Besides that movie, I had like afterwards I was obsessed <laughs> with ordering it anywhere I went. You know what I mean? I was like barely twenty one. Anytime I'd go to a tiki bar, I'd be like, do you guys make Singapore slings? Like, they'd be like, it's not on the menu, but we'll make you one, you know, or some shit. But um, this is a Japanese sling. 
So uh, the description's like, I heard of Singapore slings, but I never before did I know something as amazing as a Japanese sling existed. It's got cherry, lemon, sugar, and of course, sake, but it's not sickingly sweet. It's just right. So, um, whoa, they broke it down by the milliliters. All right, Euro peeps. 45 milliliters of uh, Hakushika sake, 15 milliliters of sherry brandy, 20 milliliters of lemon juice, 10 milliliters of sh- uh, simple syrup, a little splash of soda, Marciano cherry or an orange for a garnish. And uh, basically, you put everything in except for the soda into a shaker on ice, shake it, strain it into a tall glass with cubes, add the soda, add the garnish. And that sounds awesome. delicious. So it's definitely a sweet drink, but man, I fucking love it, though. It's so good. And then this one's perfect. I thought of you, Coley, on this one because Ooh. it's a sake melon slush. It'd be perfect like, on, a, on a hot day She's more into peaches. Pool. Like, literally, like, yeah, dude. The there little you melons. Go. Oh, yeah, the, the melons. There you go. No, but the sake melon slush, oh. like, seriously, it looks so refreshing. It looked like a fucking... Oh, you're uh, going to have to, like, text know, like me the recipe. Or a smoothie or something delicious. It was so good. Yeah, no, it's, it's a bomb one. So, um, so here with the sake melon uh, slush... Uh, wait, where did the sake melon slush go? I'm sorry, we're out of time. Oh, man. <laughs> Hold on. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Son of a Sancho. Shit, man. What happened, dude? Taki. Dude. Hold on. Here, I got it right here. Hold up. Yeah, I mean, okay. The sake melon slush. It's a granita. It's a cocktail. It's a slush. It's a whole Ooh, lot of sake. Yeah. <laughs> See, that, that wow. was worth the wait, right? <laughs> this one's got my heart solely because something this cold and fresh would save me from Bombay heat. Eat it or drink it, but definitely try it out. And so obviously the Bombay, they must have been from India, made this. It gets pretty crazy hot out there. Okay, so here you go. Here's what you need. You'll need two cups of melon cut into one-inch pieces. Um, a piece of ginger, finely chopped, uh, 30 milliliters of lime juice, 30 milliliters of honey, 60 milliliters of sake, uh, for all the Euro peeps out there. And then, um, the instructions are you add all the ingredients into a blender, blend it well, pour it into a wide metal pan, preferably a nine by nine, and then you freeze it until solid. Wow. This is amazing. When ready to serve, you gently scrape it. And basically that fluffs it up and then you scoop it and put it into like a Whoa. small glass and you can eat it like a slush or drink oh, it. Oh, yeah, I need that. It You're looks amazing. amazing. Next pool party awesome. day. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, oh, next level shit. And then just for shits and giggles, I want to throw in uh, oh. the Nagasaki. <laughs> it's, uh, it's seasonal. So you're going to have to ask. Uh, a lot of people won't make it for you because a lot of places don't carry eggnog. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> girl. No, but uh, if that's that from the nog. office. Um, like Andy takes Mike out for lunch and they order <laughs> the Nagasaki. And uh, it's literally, he says that, and it's literally eggnog and sake. <laughs> and they like just get lit on their lunch break on Nagasaki. So uh, shout out to the office on that one. <laughs> and that's it. Drinks from the globe, everybody. Woohoo. That was great. Yeah, buddy. Nice. Man, I, I kind of wish I had some sake now that uh, Sancho's uh, lined them up for us. So are you guys warm sake or cold, unfiltered sake? I like both. Me too. Yeah, it depends on, on how, how, you know, if it's that all-you-can-eat sushi and we're just going to town and we're just ordering bottle or like, you know, 
They have a bottle special. Bottle? It's like a yeah. beer yeah. and sake special. It's like I think I think it went up in price. It used to be ten dollars, and now it's like I don't know twelve. But you get a tall beer like a Sapporo or whatever, Kieran Light, whatever you want, and then you get like a tall hot sake, and it's like nice. un, you know it's under fifteen dollars. So we just do those all the time. Nice. We I think we got like one night we had like six or seven of those. Um, it's a good I'd, night. I don't doubt it. I think we Ubered <laughs> home and we live like a mile yeah. away. We were like, fuck it. We can't drive. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's happened awesome. numerous that's times. That's a good Japanese night right there. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Hell yeah. I got into hot sake later in life. I was always a cold uh, nigiri, uh, the unfiltered drinker. I mean, it was like everywhere up in oh. Berkeley in the Bay Area. They actually make it up there. So, um, and then later, like hanging out with friends and eating sushi and getting turned on to warm sake. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Not too bad. It has to be like I didn't mention a really good one, but yeah, they're not all that good. Sure. Yeah, and it's hard to tell. I don't know. <laughs> but sake bombs are bomb. I mean, sake bombs are, are pretty good. I remember See, having one of those. I, the first time I saw a sake bomb was in Santa Barbara. I was probably you know in my twenties. Went out um, right there off of Haley and State Street. We went and had uh, dinner, and next thing I heard, like the table next to us were yelling and pounding on the table. And everyone like did their drinks, you know sake what I mean? Drank bomb. them, and I was like, well, I want whatever bomb. they're drinking. We're, we're doing that shit, dude. Yeah, you know, when I say sake, you say bomb, and we would never get it right, dude. We always like mess it up when we're like yelling into the restaurant. <laughs> it was good, good times. I I've only actually ever taken a sake bomb where you put the chopsticks over the pint glass and put the shot glass on the pint and then rumble on the sticks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've only oh ever God, done that it. once at that place. Um, right across the street from Drafts, bought a sushi that's been closed for like 10 years. Oh, oh yeah. shit. Yeah, it's been closed for a minute. Yeah. Huh? So Damn. Nick and I went there before we were dating. I think I was like, I had maybe just turned 22. And we went there with a whole group of friends and they gave us like the room in the back and we were so loud. Like, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> it was so bad. That's awesome. And yeah, but that's the thing. Like I can do straight up sake. Like if I don't drink beer and I just drink sake, I'm like, I'm pretty, like pretty chill. It's fine. If I mix yeah. beer in it, oh my God, the hangover I have and like, oh, it's, it's the beer. <laughs> yeah. Sake hangover suck when you're mixing. I'm mm-hmm. the same way. Oh, so good going down though. It is. That's what she said. Booze League Radio. Are you guys ready for some news? Yes, sir. News. Spanning the globe to bring you all the news that's fit to booze to, this is the Booze Line News. KBCE, Booze League Radio. All right, so our first story is going to do with Germany. Doing very German things. With beer, that is, not like invading Poland or something. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm glad you clarified that. Well, we were getting really sadly, stressed out Sadly, you about actually it. do sometimes have to clarify that. We're like, oh, I, no. I don't know. I was thinking maybe he's thinking Shiza porn or something. I don't what know. is that? <laughs> Sasha's over there. He's got it on his TV. He's recording <laughs> or something. Don't know. Just good. text um, it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, you know, the U.S. Uh, declared they're getting out of Afghanistan by September. That means that most of our allies that are over there in Afghanistan are also leaving. So the Germans are having a very German-type uh, issue. With the U.S. and all foreign troops leaving Afghanistan, the German military has to figure out what to do with 65,000 cans of beer <laughs> at its base in Mashar-e-Sharif. 
In addition to the beer, the German army also has about 340 bottles of wine and sparkling wine that its troops in Afghanistan are not allowed to consume before they leave the country. The German military decided to hire a civilian contractor to haul the booze back to Germany because destroying the booze would damage the environment. That's a whole lot of booze <laughs> going down into the, like the sewers or wherever you do it. <laughs> what the fuck? And the local Afghans are not allowed to drink alcohol, according to Associated Press. So a spokesman for the German military did not have an estimate as to how long or how much it would cost to get the booze evac'd out of Afghanistan. So... So wait, you said that they're not allowed to drink it before. Yeah, they before leave? Um, before the the whole uh, breakdown happened, um, they're allowed to have two cans a day. And oh. now that they're <laughs> breaking it down and getting out, uh, now they're not allowed to drink it. So now they got to figure out how to get it home back to the motherland, as it were, <laughs> and, wow. and get that shit taken care of. So, damn, dude. Speaking of uh, getting shit taken care of, Youngling sets a date for when beer goes on sale in Texas, as you may remember. Yungling announced that they were going to start selling in Texas back in January, and it will now have four of its beers for sale in Texas starting August 23rd. After only being available in the eastern U.S., Yungling announced in January that it would expand into Lone Star State. The family-owned brewery has been around for nearly 200 years. Wow. VP of Operations and sixth-generation granddaughter Jen Yungling says the company has expanded slowly and carefully. <laughs> oh, really? No. Oh. After 200 years. <laughs> How about that? No shit. They're cruising. Um, she also says this, significant, this is a significant step. Texas is bigger than our entire North region and the last eight states that we've launched combined. There's a lot of area in Texas. All yeah. of the Youngling beers sold in Texas will be made at the Molson Coors facility in Fort Worth, a complex that also brews Miller Lite and Coors Light as well. So they're kind of hopping on in and getting some help from the from the big domestics, as it Makes were. Makes sense. That's like three yeah. as it were, and you guys huh. didn't call me on nothing. Uh, as it were. Thank you. Four Youngling beers will be for sale in Texas, and they are Youngling Lager, which makes up over 75% of the brewery sales, Light Lager, Golden Pilsner, and a 95-calorie beer named Flight. Youngling will be sold at all major grocery stores, liquor stores, and convenience stores. It will also be available on draft, in cans, and in bottles at some of the Dallas area restaurants and bars. <gasps> will and it that's be just there in time there? for when we go. Cool, yeah, because huh? August yeah. 23rd, we go September 3rd. Ooh, I want to try the flight. I want to try all of them. I've never had a Yingling before. I Even haven't either. I. We're one step so closer exciting. to finally trying one. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. <laughs> this is so rad. Wow, that's amazing pump dude that's that's awesome on friday yeah. night tell you what let's right. do it i'm gonna load up oh, and, for the uh, lake shit dude load oh dude let's up. load up load let's take up. some of that logger let's take some of the light logger we, we're, some, let's just take them all we're gonna be like those contractor guys coming out of germany dude i don't know who they were but they had sixty-five thousand cans of youngling going from somewhere oh my god and we have you, you have to get um those styrofoam coolers that float Oh, oh shit! And then okay. you just put them like you load it with ice and beer, and then you get the inner tubes that you like. At least when we were in Oregon, floating down the Deschutes River, these inner tubes that we bought at like oh my gosh, I forget what it's called, Fred Meyer or something, Fred Meyer grocery store. The rope around them had these little like notches, and they connected to the other rafts, so you could do like one big line of yeah, rafts and float go. down the river. A little flotilla. It was Dude. the best. 
That is that, that is sick. the kind of, of ingenuity that I appreciate right? oh, when yeah. it comes to, to drinking apparatuses. <laughs> now, I didn't mention this at the top of the show, but we do have... Florida man, Florida man, there's no one like a Florida man, the dumbest in all the land, there's no one like a Florida man, they got lots of haters and lots of alligators, they really probably should be banned, Florida man, Florida man. Now technically this is a Florida woman, a Florida whoa man, an Ocala whoa man was charged with aggravated battery after being found naked and erratically throwing bottles, alcohol bottles, at Outback and Moho Grill near Silver Springs. So just to give you an idea of where that is, Ocala and Silver Springs are very close to the base of the shaft of America's Wang. (laughs) Not on the base, but close up to. In the top, like, you know, one-fourth, I'd say, of the shaft. Thanks <laughs> for, for that. That's, hey, I, got you. I can totally relate now. Now I know exactly <laughs> where it is. An Ocala Police Department officer responded to the Moho Grill on Silver Springs Boulevard because of reports of 53-year-old Tina Kindred acting out of control. Reports stated the female was topless and banging on tables and windows. <laughs> Kindred had flipped over a few tables and was last seen trying to get into a customer's car. Kindred was found driving recklessly in the parking lot before exiting the parking lot, according to the sheriff's report. Prior to officers arriving at Moho Grill, another call was received of a similar incident. This call was from the Outback Steakhouse on the same road. The call reported Kindred arrived naked and acting, quote-unquote, crazy while breaking things in the bar. At the Moho Grill, let's go back to the Moho Grill where she was apprehended. (laughs) The officer on scene opened the front doors of the business and saw glass and liquid all over the bar. There actually is a, a user video. I'll see if I can post it up. Um, like someone just standing there with a cell phone and she's squatting naked at oh the- Oh my God. On the liquor shelf at the end of the bar. Like not, not on the floor, but what? on the liquor shelf. Like a shelf. howler monkey? Yeah, just, just grabbing bottles off it and tossing, her, tossing an underhand behind her. And she actually took a moment and looked at the person filming and they went right back to tossing bottles. So she was found naked with Whoa. bottles in her hands. When she noticed the officer, she drew back her arm with a bottle of liquor in her hand and threw it at the officer who was able to dodge it. She also Holy threw a shit. second and third bottle and then approached the officer as he's yelling, get on the ground. So the officer used his taser in an attempt to defuse the situation. Kindred was eventually placed in handcuffs and transported to Advent Health for treatment, according to the report. Now, the exact dollar amount of the damages is not known, but reports stated that it's, it's the expected total will be in the thousands of dollars. The medical staff at Advent Health discovered she had a possible fentanyl patch on her pubic area. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Nice beaver. She Whoa. is uh, 10 kinds of fucked up. However, and here's where it gets weird. It was later found she did not have any <laughs> narcotics in her system except for THC. Wait, what was the fentanyl patch doing then? Maybe it was empty from when she'd used it before. I don't know. Like, I don't know. They thought that's what it was, but narcotics uh, said, you know, nothing in there, but, uh, you know. Oh, weed. So. That is, um, that's wild. She was charged with aggravated battery on law enforcement, (laughs) felony criminal mischief, and her bond was set at $5,000. Wow. Um. So that has been the news. 
This is the Booze Cast. Well, I'm going to go into something a little bit uh, easier and nicer <laughs> than a crazy drunk lady throwing bottles of alcohol. Uh, June 14th, which is, I don't know what day is, I don't even know what today is, the 8th. Uh, that'd so be the Monday. That'd be Monday. Monday? Yeah, Monday. Because Tuesday is when everything opens up again <gasps> oh, God. in California. The magic day. On a Taco Tuesday, of course. <laughs> that's crazy. Tuesday. Well, that's exciting. Well, the day before is National Bourbon Day. It's on June 14th. And this is like, it's the national day that they recognize the official spirit of America. And it, the article says, like scotch, cognac, and some other spirits, bourbon must meet certain standards and be produced in a specific geographical region to earn its name. Bourbon is a whiskey that is, oh, sorry, <clears throat> bourbon is a whiskey that is only so when it's distilled in the United States. To legally classify bourbon, it must be 51% corn stored in new, not aged, charred oak barrels and distilled no more than 160 proof. Finally, it must be barreled at 125 proof. This particular whiskey derives its name from the Kentucky County, which was established in 1785 and was a large producer of corn. Oh, go figure. You know another good fun fact about bourbon? Sure. It can't have any extra flavors. Mm. So Jack Daniels is actually produced as bourbon, but they run it through a maple charcoal, and that's what takes it away from being bourbon and makes it whiskey. Interesting. I didn't know that. Wow. Huh? Fun facts right there. I'll tell you what. Wow. Yeah. I'm here for the facts. They're fun. That is really fun. Well, it also says back then, once the corn was distilled, it was put in barrels and stamped old bourbon and shipped down the Ohio River. In 1964, a congressional resolution designated bourbon as American's native spirit. Since oh, then- I thought you were going to say America's wang. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so used to hearing America's you already, wang. You already <laughs> took care of that for us today. That was designated as oh, America's wang. <laughs> and um, yeah, since it was designated as America's wang's native spirit, uh, <laughs> since then there is nowhere else in the world that can make whiskey and call it bourbon. So it's like the champagne of hard alcohol. There yeah, you go. So Way to go, America. I guess it's deep root start. It's, bleh, I, can't, I cannot talk today. It's deep Roots. Like not even a single letter. Not even a single letter. Roots. Start with the immigrants who would homestead in Kentucky. With an abundance of corn, these pioneers set their stills to work, producing a whiskey that lives on today. They also put their own stamp on the quality and flavors into the whiskey. From the oak barrels to the rich soils, bourbon character continues to grow throughout the year. So, it says, how to use hashtag National Bourbon Day, because you know we're all about stuff on the gram. Hashtag influencer. <laughs> so yeah, pretty much that's me. Maybe, you know, maybe I'll have my pants on. Maybe I'll have my pants off. I don't know. Who can say? But it just says, <laughs> pour a glass of bourbon and use National Bourbon Day. <laughs> oh my God. What is wrong with me today? <laughs> you guys, I'm drinking a session IPA. What is happening? Let's get right on top of you, Coley. <laughs> have you not eaten today? What's going on? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's antibiotics. Maybe the liver's mad at you. I think it is. <laughs> Hashtag National Bourbon Day on social media. As you savor the depth of the flavor, study up on bourbon, watch a documentary, or read a book in the history of bourbon. These will take you back in time and tell you about the people who brought about the drink we know as the official spirit of America. Swang. 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 America. Swang. Yeah, baby. Cheers, guys. We'll have to raise a toast on Cheers. Monday the 14th. We all we got to send uh, Instagram stories around. Let's figure out what bourbons people are sipping on on the yeah. 14th. Monday have, the 14th. I don't even honestly, I don't even know if we have any bourbon left. We may have like drank it all over quarantine and not replaced. Cuz we I buy that Nick like we I know I've gotten Nick I think I got him some was it whiskey or bourbon? I can't remember which one I got him. It was 
Was it whistle pig? Did I get him whistle pig? Yeah, whistle that. Pig. I've had, I have some buffalo traits mm, in the in the, one of my in the cabinet. Is that that's a bourbon? That's, that's a bourbon, made by the right? same people that make Blantons. Mm, oh my god, I right love there. Blantons. Go. That's the best. Blantons for that. above whistle pig, but whistle pig is great. Mm, love Nick gets like happy when we have parties and he busts out all the good stuff. And before I know it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, three quarters of the bottle's gone. So that's why I'm like, I don't even know if we have any left. That's what I was going to say is that he starts sharing it around. Like, what's oh my, it, uh, I'm like, like homie, stop. Oh, oh my nice, God. Though. Hey, dude. Uh, Nick loves the peoples. I know. I'm sorry I got to, I had to miss out on that shit. I was, those were starting to get going right when I split. Yeah, I missed out on it as well. I saw some of the Instagram stories from uh, Memorial Day. where oh. I don't know what you got. What were you guys drinking? In? What was that beer that you guys busted out? It said you tagged Russian River. Do you even remember? You probably don't remember. Mm-hmm. Like a, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little hazy. Oh, it was a consecration that I've had since 2017. Ooh. I found it in the back of my fridge. Oh, nice. I think I bought yeah. it at Total Wine, like obviously like three or four years ago and mm. was like, oh shit. All right. I'm like, what's this? Nick had already passed out. He was face down on the bed in his clothes. <clears throat> He, he just does this thing where he gets up and he disappears down the hallway. And I'm like, oh, that fucker's not coming back. Like, he's done. He's done he for the He doesn't want to get a dick drawn on his face again. I know. That's why he lays or face down. Or cat whiskers or whatever. Yeah, you got to do cat ears, whiskers, and cat a dick. Whiskers. And it's that's meow meow time. That's how you know it's been a party. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I hey, was like, let's We keep drinking until Nick gets a dick on his face. <laughs> oh, uh, man. But were, wait, were you there when... You had to be when we busted out the banana flavored whiskey, Howler. No. Oh, okay. So uh, Joe and Liz got that for us for Christmas because, you know, I like love banana things. (laughs) Clearly, Sandro knows there's the candy machine of the banana runs. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, Nick, yeah, Nick and I like banana flavored things. And they got us banana flavored whiskey. And that was my third time having it. We finished the bottle. It was my third time having it. And it was definitely the best time. Like the first time I was like, mmm. I don't know about this. The second time I was like, all yeah. right, it's like a little better. And I don't know. The third time I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It tastes like bananas. This is great. So I don't really know. <laughs> Did you float some yeah. runs in it? Nice. No, we just. Oh, oh no, or we just took, like, the runs and oh, put them on the rim. Have. Put it like a, a powdered run. Well, it's not like they don't make howler anymore. I can just buy more and we'll do that next time. We'll make a banana cocktail with runt uh, garnish. Hmm. Good there idea, go. Sandro. That's sick. Well done, Sancho. <laughs> we get him sometimes. <laughs> now pouring. The booze cast. All right, you guys. So this was originally going to be a news story about this course giveaway. And as I started kind of digging into it more and digging into the mm. reasons, um, I decided to just kind of make it a bit of a segment to Bring people up to date if, um, like, I remember I was super young, but I remember smoking the bandit, watching it with, like, my dad or something when I was, like, <laughs> super, super young. And, you know, uh, what's-his-face, uh, Buford T. Justice, the uh, the sheriff, and, you know, <clears throat> Burt Reynolds driving around in his T-Bird and whatnot. So, Coors is doing something um, starting June 11th. They're doing a, uh, they're sending... Miller Coors is sending fans of Smoking the Bandit on a hunt for a fully restored 1977 Firebird, the same that was used in the 1977 movie. You guys remember that? It's black, sweet-looking little uh, Firebird. I feel like I saw a guy... (laughs) 
at the Yolanda, <laughs> Yolanda's parking lot and see me. He looked like Joe Dirt's cousin. Sounds about right. He had this, these long, long locks. And he was cruising like he was the coolest guy in the world. And if you haven't listened to the podcast, uh, I'm not hating. You're cool AF. Um, <laughs> hey, you're cool. Anyway, dude. I Shout just, out to that guy. Thanks for yeah. listening. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was interesting. And I, he just I thought, it. oh, my gosh, like. Like Sandro in that Mustang at Coles that was parked on the street. You know, he drove oh, by, yeah, I look at Nick, good, I'm like, yeah. this guy uh-huh. fucks. Like, it was like one of those. I'm like, oh, God. Uh, nice. Anyway, yeah. So he there had like go. the same one. And it had, like, yeah. Awesome. Anywho. Well, nice. uh, Coors is doing a Coors Banquet scavenger hunt. If you'd like to grow out and get the, uh, the uh, Kentucky mud flap going as well uh, on top of your head, uh, <laughs> this is your chance. <laughs> So uh, here's oh what the Coors God. Banquet Scavenger oh Hunt entails. God. It was the same car, black with the gold bird and everything. Yeah, yeah, on the hood. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it, it was this. That's oh the one. That it, is was, it, was, the it one. was vapor in the bandit, though, these days. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so what you have to do to win this car now, you solve five clues that tie back to Coors Banquet's heritage and history. Snap a selfie at each spot. Solve the clues correctly, be the first to the keys, and you'll win the car and course banquet for free for a year. Wow. Nigel Jones, who sounds very, very English. Bullets. Nigel. Hello, Nigel. I'm a Nigel Jones. He's a senior <laughs> marketing manager for the Coors family of brands. He says, almost 150 years later, Coors Banquet is still brewed only in Colorado. To celebrate the brand's rich history and reward our adventurous drinkers this summer, we're giving fans a chance to seek out the ultimate prize, a 77 Firebird and Coors Banquet for a year. So if you feel like that's something you want to do and, you, and maybe you live in Colorado, adventure seekers who are 21 and over can register at CoorsBanquetMobile.com. The search officially kicks off Friday, June 11th at 7 a.m. Mountain. So I believe you can keep registering even if this is, I don't know, June 11th at noon. Uh, register it and, hey, get out there and get yourself a Firebird. It's pretty cool. It's, 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 yeah, it, I like that. I mean, they're giving away a pretty sweet car, you know. Um, and you got to go to some lengths. You actually got to try. You got to, like, go out there and drive and take pictures of yourself in these places. Yep. Wow. Well, apparently there's also a QR code that's going to be located at the places. Like, if you get to the right place, there's a QR code that you can use to say, hey, here I am. Here's my selfie and, you know, what have you. Wow. Wow. So let's talk a little about Smoking the Bandit, where this whole thing originated. So the plot of Smoking the Bandit, do you guys remember that movie at all, really? Did you guys I, see hey, it? Or- so me, like, I had the biggest crush on Sally Fields when I was a kid when that oh movie came God. out. Dude, I loved her. And even still to this day, I saw it. It was on TV like a year or two ago. And I was like, yep, oh, yeah. No, I'm still <laughs> in. Like, I'm still in. <laughs> she was so hot in that movie. Uh, but it was just like a little five-year-old drove, just like crushed. That was like my crush back then. It was so that funny. Her, so and then Daisy funny. Dukes too, obviously from like the Dukes of Hazards. But no, yeah, for real. So, but yeah, I remember watching that movie a lot. I loved it, dude. I fucking love, dude. That was a great movie, dude. Same, dude. Same here, dude. I I idolized freaking uh, Burt Reynolds in that movie, dude. He always had a quip. Everyone loved him. The dude could drive like a maniac. I'm like, dude, this is what I this is where I need. So he's to pissing do. off that sheriff. <laughs> you know, yeah, Buford T. Justice. Oh, All right, man. anyways, I'm pouring myself another beer here. Did I spill it? Nope, good. Go me. Well done, Commission. So the plot of Smokey and the Bandit, for those of you who do not know, it's centered on one lovable tycoon's deep-seated thirst for cores. Do you remember that from the movie that it's actually all about cores? 
Shit, dude. Honestly, now that you mentioned it, like I'm like, wow, you know, there's so much else going on that uh, <laughs> you yeah, kind of forget about that's that. That's pretty right? much the thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the backstory, how Smokey got made. The prolific Hollywood stuntman named Hal Needham was working on the set of Gator and was given a gift of cores, which at the time was illegal in the state that they were filming in. See, Coors was unavailable east of the Mississippi River because the beer was not pasteurized and needed constant refrigeration. So it legally couldn't be sold out of only 11 western and southwestern U.S. states. Coors did not get national distribution until 1986. Damn. Which is a weird wow. fact for me. I just, I feel like That's his Budweiser's just always been around, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not the case. Yeah. It was illegal. Huh. So Needham had uh, this cores on the set of Gator. He noticed that some would disappear out of his trailer in small increments, like one or two. He finally figured out that his maid was stealing a couple bottles a day. He's, he realized how important this beer was to people who couldn't get it, kind of like we are now. We're talking about Youngling, like, yes, here it comes. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I'm go yeah, we're getting it. Realizing how important this beer was to some, he thought bootlegging cores would make a good plot line for a movie. So while continuing to work as a stuntman, Needham wrote the script for Smokey and the Bandit. He showed That's it to so his roommate. Cool. His roommate said he thought that the dialogue was horrible, but that the plot was good enough. So spoiler alert, Needham's roommate was Burt Reynolds, the number oh, one box God. office star at the time. <laughs> See, Needham what? actually often doubled for Burt on stunts, and that's why he was actually on the set of Gator, because he was Burt Reynolds' stunt double. And if you look at him, you're like, yeah, I could see that guy looking like Burt Reynolds. Like, totally. What, like, what is his name? Uh, Hal Needham. Hal Needham. N-E-D-H-A-M. First name, Hal. Okay. H-Hal. Nice. Oh, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> you can see that, right? Yeah. All right, so let's talk about this, like, what I alluded to before, the storyline of Smokey and the Bandit. So the storyline, and honestly, you can kind of tell this is written by a guy who's never written anything before. <laughs> a wealthy Texan named Big Anus. Stop. E -N -O I swear to God. E-N-O-S. But with the accent, it sounds a lot like anus. Big <laughs> Anus, Burdette. Anus. And his son, Little Anus, wanted 400 <laughs> cases of cores as soon as possible. Big Anus is sponsoring a car in some Atlanta race, and he wants to celebrate in style with 400 cases of cores. So he offers Bandit, a rodeo truck driver, $80,000 to go pick it up and bring it to him in under 28 hours. So Reynolds, is, that's, that's basically the whole plot of the movie. Uh, they, if you guys haven't seen it, sorry, you've had enough time. They yeah. do get it there in just, just enough time. They actually make it and get the cores to where they uh, can celebrate uh, the winning of that car in that race or whatever. I don't know. Nice. So Reynolds was able to get the movie made. Jackie Gleason, Jerry Reed, and Sally Fields all signed on to do it. According to Burt Reynolds' autobiography, all of his friends, quote-unquote, got down on their knees with tears in their eyes and begged him not to do it. Sally Fields. Go, let's go back to your Dro's crush about yeah. Sally Fields. This is, is going to be interesting for you there, Dro. <laughs> Sally Fields did this movie because she was seen as ugly and by Hollywood standards at the time. Whoa. According to Fields, Burt Reynolds, who was this, and this is I'm quoting her now, Burt Reynolds, who was this really big box office star at the time, called me and said, would I consider doing this, which I was completely flabbergasted that he would call me and do that. And there was no script. There was virtually no script. So I just took a leap of faith and thought, well, you know, if I play this character that Burt is supposed to think is attractive, maybe the world will think I'm attractive and somebody else will hire me. 
Aww. Right? That's crazy. Dude, she's hot. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, dude, she look... She's so cute. Oh, yeah. my goodness. She's really pretty. That's ridiculous. Big smile. And like, I mean, just like... Yeah, I mean, it was, dude. Yeah. So, Smoking the Bandit ended up being the second highest grossing movie of 1977. Only go. being outsold by... Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, oh shit! Say. Yeah, that's the the big one of the seventies, right? Yeah, that was uh, came out the same year, and Smokey the Bandit was only beat out by that. Any other year would have been the that's number one movie. So sick! Nice, so. dude. That's a good one, man. Hell yeah, I love that. Yeah, it, I love little like facts about that and like kind of some backstory. So, uh, go to CoorsBanquetMobile.com if you want to get in on maybe win that uh, nineteen seventy seven Firebird, and you can get out there and find yourself a Sally Fields, who I think was uh, her nickname was Frog <laughs> in the movie or something like that. You can get out there and do it and get chased. Uh, you know, maybe take some beer to Big Anus while you're getting chased by Buford T. Justice. So, or you could you know roll up to Yolanda's like a cool guy. Yep. <laughs> just drive through blaring like Kid Rock or something. Oh my gosh, it was like I. Oh my gosh, I told Nick too. I was like, "Fucking Joe Dirt is here!" Like Joe Dirt is That's here. And I, dude, again, shout out to that guy if he is listening. Please God, send us a text at eight zero five eight nine two sixty one sixteen. Don't hate with a picture of hate. you by the car. That would be amazing. <laughs> and your glorious long locks. That I would be it. absolutely amazing. There's and the a, reason I knew it was him was because Joe Dirt's parents live in a trailer park in Simi Valley. So, oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, the logic checks out, you know? Well, if it is you, go ahead that's and uh, shoot us a text. There, Coley. Thank we'll you. buy you a bottle of wild turkey or something. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we have gotten to the end of Draft 88, everyone. Well there done. There we go. Woo-woo. Look at that. Nice. Feeling that. Two weeks in a row. What's up now? You can find us online at Booze League on both Twitter and uh, Instagram. Facebook.com forward slash Booze League. Whatever you're listening to us on right now, go ahead and hit subscribe so you always keep up to date with the latest episodes. Shoot us a text if you have any thoughts about what we talked about today or uh, thoughts about collabs or beers from San Diego or your favorite Smoking the Bandit moment. I don't know, whatever it is. Or if you if you travel to Japan and have yeah. anything cool to say, let us know. Yeah. yeah. Make some of them sake drinks. Let us know how it went. Shoot us a picture oh. of it. And, and you know, tag us when you show your bourbon on National Bourbon Day. There Please you go. Do. I know I will be celebrating that. Uh, you can text us 8, 805-892-6116. Go ahead and give uh, Coley a follow, ice underscore, Cole underscore, beer underscore, and dro underscore 805. Of course, I'm Wiley Withers, the commish, and we will be back on Draft 89. Cheers, everybody. Go. Cheers. Cheers. I'm on the move. I'm going up. I'm a man on a mission with no misses, and I'm looking for love. Oh, I'm just looking for love. It's got to be against the law of love.